We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. I just realized I had Yanma and whole of us. As my defenders just stack. Oh, Watford stack, hell yeah. yeah. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined today by uh, our good friend and my colleague, uh, Chris Owen, who is going to fill in for Mike Gottlieb today. On our last podcast, Mike was talking about um, moving, and he was uh, planning on doing all of his cable and internet stuff, and I asked him about this podcast, and he basically said everything went as wrong as it could possibly have gone wrong. So thankfully, we have Chris uh, around to, to hop on, so thanks for joining us, Chris. Yeah, appreciate uh, you having me on, and hopefully Mike can get all of his uh, logistics figured out by Monday uh, for Boxing Day. Yeah, it would just be Mike's uh, luck to have it all fixed like right after the Chelsea game is over, so that he misses <laughs> that, and then. But uh, we really should have had you on earlier in the week because um, for those who don't remember, Chris is a Liverpool supporter, and so you're coming off a big Mar- Merseyside derby. So congratulations on that. How did you feel about Liverpool after that match, which? 
to most people was about as boring as it gets. Yeah, I can I can relate to most people on that. That was kind of a tough uh, tough game to watch, but um, it was nice to see Daniel Sturridge come back on and kind of uh, provide that. It wasn't I mean off the post and then Sadio Mane jumps on it to uh, provide the winner. But I was pretty ecstatic. I was watching it with a couple friends who aren't really soccer fans, so they uh, they were kind of appalled at how hard I was celebrating in the stoppage <laughs> there. But that was a it's a good day to be a Liverpool fan. There's nothing worse than convincing people who don't follow soccer to like watch a soccer game with you and have it be that kind of game i mean obviously it's it ended well but for like 88 minutes you're just like no 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 this is good i promise i promise <laughs> yeah um, but anyway we're gonna jump into game week 18 here which is boxing day we're taping this uh friday afternoon so uh, i believe or almost all of the managers have had their press conferences um the one that we were talking about before we came on that did not is Crystal Palace, since they do not have a manager right now, getting rid of uh, Alan Pardew this week, which was kind of surprising to me just because the I kind of brought this up a few weeks ago, and I kind of said to Mike, like, why do people think Alan Pardew is a good manager? And we didn't really come up with anything. And it's not that Palace, like, I don't think anybody really thought Palace were going to be relegated this year. I mean, that's kind of a significant drop. Um literally and figuratively if if that had happened but did you were you surprised that palace decided to make the move i mean they are only one point out of the relegation zone but they're still better than that right yeah i wasn't really surprised that i was surprised at the timing of the move i wasn't surprised that it eventually happened Mm -hmm. um i expected them to give pardue until after the until the turn of the year to uh see if he can turn the turn the boat around but um yeah, just so close to Christmas. Uh, I know there's a couple statistics out there about you know managers getting sacked really close to Christmas, and he was one of the closest ever to, uh, or in recent times, to be sacked mm-hmm. at that time. So yeah, they they really hadn't been playing well at all. So I mean, Alan Pardew is kind of like uh, he kind of remi- reminds me of Brendan Rodgers, where he can put a really a nice sugar coating on some of the results they were getting <laughs> um, in the press conferences, but yet you know they still weren't performing on the pitch. So not at all surprised that he was sacked. More uh, surprised with the timing. Yeah, uh, basically all of their issues were defensively too. It's not like I mean they've they've scored 28 goals this year, which you know is more than Everton and. Um, it's only one less than Spurs. So like, it's not like they more than Man United, but, uh, 32 goals allowed, um, which is more than everyone, but Swansea and Hull, uh, who I think are pretty universally, um, uh, agreed are the two worst sides in the premier league. Um, on the plus side for Bob Bradley, that, uh, big Sam is basically ready to take over palace, which means he's not going to take over at Swansea. So <laughs> that gives yeah, that, him a little yeah. time, I guess. Right. Yeah, it'll give uh, Bob a little bit a little bit more time to uh, to get things going at Swansea. Right, unless Alan Pardew starts hanging out in Wales, and then all of a sudden <laughs> he's got that to worry about. But uh, speaking of Palace, I mean they're the first match of this uh, of Boxing Day, seven thirty a.m. Eastern. Uh, they are visiting Watford, which is another team that um, we've kind of discussed. They have a lot of good pieces, uh, fantasy wise, but you never really know. They're kind of the opposite, not the opposite, but they're kind of on this. Uh, the same way as Liverpool, that they have a lot of options. The Liverpool ones are significantly better. <laughs> but um, before you came on, it sounded like you were interested in a little bit of a Watford stack for those playing in the uh, in the early game. Yeah, I was uh, putting together a daily lineup for uh, Boxing Day, and then uh, just before we start uh, started recording, I realized that I had went with both uh, Watford outside backs and 
realized that the uh, Watford stack maybe wasn't the best idea and uh, <laughs> pull out of it um, last second. So I could see, you know, Holbus and Yanmat both, you know, maybe knocking in a couple goals and my daily lot of just full of regret. But yeah, I went with uh, Yanmat um, for at outside or for the Watford outside back as one of my daily pieces um he comes in at 4700 and uh in our projections our projections were pretty friendly to him so i went with Jan Matt uh this weekend daily yeah i mean there there doesn't seem to be a reason to not target a home team who's hosting crystal palace i mean we we're just saying how poor they've been defensively i mean who knew papi suari was this was this dominant of defender that they <laughs> his injury is uh has caused party to lose his job but um it's going to be interesting to see whoever takes over with Palace. I mean, if it is Big Sam, you would have to think that Andrus Townsend kind of gets back in this lineup. They have kind of moved uh, Yoan Kabai a little more into the attacking midfield in order to have James MacArthur and Joe Ledley in that in these, those holding roles. But it, it's kind of astonishing how uh, Townsend went from a very productive fantasy option earlier in the year to at least in DraftKings with the crosses, and now he can like barely sniff the field. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he's, in my opinion, he's a pretty skilled player. But with Punchin and uh, Wilfred Zaha kind of featuring on the wings, it's tough for him to get minutes at this point. Would you play any of those guys at Watford? I mean, Watford's not exactly a defensive stalwart either. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're. I would say I kind of have this. I keep putting Ben Teke in my daily lineups, and I and he hasn't been performing at the level that I like. But um, you know, you could take a look at both of them, and I could see this this particular match, you know, having a couple couple goals from both sides, but um, I kind of stayed away from both of them in my uh, daily lineup, but both Punchin and Zaha could be good options. Yeah, like those. Kabai's been doing a little more, although I've been kind of a Johan Kabai hater for a while now, so I'm not sure I can actually say something nice about him. But Yeah, I'm kind of off the boat on Kabai. I was a longtime supporter, and I just haven't, haven't seen anything out of him lately. Yeah, yeah, it's just not enough. Uh, we have six games uh, f- as part of the, the main slate. The first one we can talk about is going to be the best one of the group, I think, in uh, Burnley hosting Middlesbrough. Um, pretty obvious this is going to be the most exciting one. Um, <laughs> All eyes will be on this particular match. Sure, for sure. Um, who needs Manchester United? Um, <laughs> the I don't even know what to make of Burnley. Um, we know, I guess, Matt Lowton's going to be out, so we could see John Flanagan come in, which provides a little salary savings for people who want two points on DraftKings. But, you know, we see Ashley Barnes has been playing well, which means either Sam Vokes or Andre Gray won't play. Uh, Goodmanson, I think, is still questionable. So they have this kind of mishmash of midfielders with Scott Arfield and Hendrick. And um, I guess Def, is Defor still out? Yeah, I think he it looks like he might play this week. Oh, there we go. Just to complicate be... it even further. Yeah, so... Nothing set for that Burnley lineup at all. Yeah, they got Joey Barton now, although he was just charged with 1,600 cases of betting on games, so I'm not sure we're going to see him anytime soon, although he would be in January anyway. Um, are you willing to roll with uh, Alvaro Negredo against Tom Heaton? Um, I'm I, I'm leaning more towards Heaton than Negredo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't roll with Negredo uh, this week, but uh, pretty good, pretty good uh, match last week for him, obviously. Uh, but yeah, yeah not, he's not in my daily lineup. But uh, if he can find that kind of goal scoring form that he found last week, then he could he could be a pretty vital um, player in a lot of lineups. Yeah, the the Tom Heaton thing, like he may make a lot of saves. I'm just not sure a lot of them come 
from Middlesbrough. Like they just don't, they don't shoot nearly enough, you know, to replicate his 11 save uh, match against Manchester United earlier in the year. But Gaston Ramirez is probably the only guy uh, that I would look for on this game. And I'd probably still pass on him. (laughs) I guess Fabio has been pretty good. Maybe Fabio, I should give a, a little shout to. Yeah, I know we've discussed it in the past, but Adama uh, Traore has mm-hmm. been a player that's been exciting to watch, but he hasn't really produced uh, fantasy numbers that you'd want to see. He's really good at going at people um, and getting forward and completing dribbles, but we ha- haven't really seen him connect on assists or goals yet this season. Yeah, the uh, he's like a Taga all-star when he plays because of those dribbles, or I think they call them successful take-ons, but it's kind of the only thing he does. Yeah, like he beats a guy, and then it's almost like he doesn't know what to do after that, which... Um, what he does after that is really where you get fantasy value on every other <laughs> format. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like he like beats a player and then he's out on the wing and then has to you know pass back to the center mid and can't get a cross in or right. you know can't provide any uh, vital passes in the final third. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> all right, that's got to be more than enough on that game. Wow. <laughs> um, next up is one a lot of people are talking about: Chelsea hosting Burnmouth. Chelsea are without Diego Costa, who conveniently got his fifth yellow card of the season just before the Boxing Day fixture. Uh, and Golo Conte also got his, so he is out. Uh, my guess is that Fabregas comes in for uh, Conte, like he did for Matic uh, a few times already. And a lot of people are talking about uh, Michi Batshuayi for Chelsea to come in for Costa, but I'm fully convinced it's Pedro who's going to start centrally, and they'll have Willie on. Um, and Hazard out wide. Do you think differently? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would say Batshuayi would start, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll see if uh, if Conte goes differently with that. But I, I would expect him to play up there. Um, I think it was really remarkable the timing that Diego Costa has to uh, get suspended for the Boxing Day match. I can't say enough about that. <laughs> um, just. He, he wanted Christmas off and obviously didn't want to have to play the next game, and he uh, had impeccable timing with that. Um, I have to actually give him a little idea. more credit because knowing him, if he was like, all right, I need to get a yellow today to get one game off, the way that he would think about it, like he's lucky he didn't get a red. Like, that's <laughs> what I was like, okay, if I need to get a yellow, let me just like chop lock this guy on the knee, and then he just gets sent off, and that's actually more. So I'll, I got to give him credit for the – Fairly strong, but ultimately safe yellow card. It was a, on a foul. I think he just clipped somebody, but yeah, good really job good intelligence from there. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, Batshuayi is definitely the like for like, uh, at least in terms of position. But um, I'm just not sure. Like ultimately, Conte is making the decision to play Batshuayi over Willian uh, because I, you know, I'm not sure Willian starts over Pedro if if Batshuayi starts. So. That's kind of the reason, the only reason why I think Batshuayi doesn't get the start. Although Conte did say earlier this week that they got to get him some playing time, and theoretically, when Diego Costa's not there, that's when you get it. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of moving pieces here in the Chelsea starting eleven for um, the Boxing Day match, so kind of have to hold up. I'm personally gonna have to hold off on a daily lineup to see um, maybe who gets in there for uh, with Costa being out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're. People talking about Batshuayi for FPL, and it's, you know, with no ability to change your lineup um, once the lineups come out, like it's, I'd be, I'd be very nervous about that only because of the possibility of Pedro playing up top or even Hazard. I mean, they could play him 
um, like that. We've seen Fabregas in a false nine, although I think he, I think they need him to play next to Matic anyway. Um, is there anybody on Burnmouth you like? Um, I actually, yeah, I took uh, Charlie Daniels mm-hmm. uh, in one of my daily lineups. Uh, he had a couple good performances um, when he's been on the field on the past couple weeks. He had a goal against Burnley a couple weeks back um, in daily, like I said. And so I just took him. He was four to eight hundred, and he was relatively cheap. And I had uh, right before, as I mentioned, I had two Watford defenders, so I needed needed to switch those out and get. I got so I got Charlie Daniels in there instead. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a pretty low key play there. I would say mm-hmm. um, I'm not necessarily looking for huge numbers out of him, but at, at that cost, I I went with them, and uh, I don't really. I might I still might switch that out, but yeah, I, I took Charlie Daniels. Yeah, I mean the for the. Con- congested schedule that we have uh the idea that you can like set a lineup this is literally friday for a monday game knowing that there's going to be a rotation like i think there's going to be a good number of of kind of values that that come about and they could even come from chelsea i mean we could i doubt it but we could see you know Bronislav Ivanovic get in the lineup or um god that'd be terrible uh <laughs> but you know there there are guys out there who who i think will kind of blow up plans uh just because of that uh earlier or actually it was yesterday um john wallen who we had on our last podcast um retweeted something the other day about how good the how good danny rose has been i guess he has the most um shots of any defender over the last i think it was 10 game weeks and um he asked basically if rose and walker were the best like defensive duos in in fantasy and I had to look at the stats. We have a bunch of them for Rotowire that we're hoping to to launch soon. But um, would it surprise you? Um, it's really surprised me that Steve Cook and Adam Smith, not even Francis and Daniels, but the other guys, have combined for more shots over that span than both Walker and Rose. Oh yeah, that would uh that would definitely <laughs> surprise me, especially Steve Cook plays as a center back, right? Exactly, predominantly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I would not expect that from Bournemouth, especially. I mean, <laughs> that's not something, especially, you know, when you consider Walker and Danny Rose, those right. are two pretty household names that yep. you, you know, you could honestly really be like, oh yeah, sure. They're, uh, <laughs> they're leading the Premier League in shots by defenders, but yeah, yeah not, not Steve Cook and Adam Smith. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, obviously I'm not here to say that Steve Cook is this great fantasy option, but <laughs> it's just, you know, when you, when you start picking and choosing stats like that, you end up with thinking that Steve Cook is a good fantasy option. Um, <clears throat> the guy who do you like the most of any of the Chelsea guys? Um, I I mean, Marcus Alonso is the most expensive defender in daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes in at a, uh, just on DraftKings uh, north of 6,300. But uh, that's somebody who's been performing. He's been a key piece um, in their 11 match on beat and run. Mm-hmm. And that's somebody that I, I am still thinking about getting into my lineup. Uh, <clears throat> I totally agree. Um he was he's my top choice um the the free kick that he almost scored last week um makes me think that yeah um right off the post uh i think they're going to end up giving him a little a few more free kicks so for people who kind of want to jump on fabregas because he might take corners um because um you know they kind of have been mixing them around a little bit but uh, i think Alonzo may even get a few of those and yeah, just the way that he's been playing. Plus you get three points for a clean sheet, which he's obviously been getting plenty of recently. So yeah, I think he's definitely the top, the top play as much as, you know, obviously 
Hazard has more of a goal upside, but he hasn't even really been scoring enough for to make a, a huge difference. Yeah, I, I agree with the Alonso pick. Yeah. Um, all right, next up on my list, Arsenal hosting West Brom. Uh, Arsenal are going to do everything they can to run Alexis Sanchez into the ground, so I assume he starts. I kind of assume that they have their regular starting group, which is you know Sanchez, Ozil, Walcott, yeah. uh, probably Iwobi, although it's either Iwobi or Oxlade-Chamberlain. So, and yeah, then... It sounds like Oxlade-Chamberlain, uh, sounds like he might miss oh, out. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. So he came off. He came off injured, but right. uh, um, Arsene Wenger had said, uh, or Wenger had said that you know it's kind of a a daily thing, a day to day injury versus a week to week injury. So um, a possible option, but it sounds like it's going to be a Wobie who yeah. starts. Yeah. Um, and so I pretty much like all of those, even though West Brom have traditionally been pretty good defensively. Um, the one thing that worries me as an Arsenal supporter is that they're usually pretty poor on set pieces, and the way that Chris Brunt can take set pieces and Solomon Rondon can finish balls in the box. Like I'm not sure there's a clean sheet in this game for Arsenal. What do you think about West Brom? It'll be a tough game. I, uh, you know, it was interesting that the, the fight for sixth place last weekend was between United and then West Brom. So, um, West Brom's been playing pretty well lately and, uh, definitely a a side that I like. I've enjoyed watching, um, Rondon, uh, however, in, uh, in Taga, Rondon had complete opposite weeks. Um, (laughs) Two weeks ago, he had like 38 and a half, and then mm, last week, he managed like minus two and a half. So that was uh, as a uh, an owner on Togo of Salman Rondon. <laughs> um, that was really pretty disappointing. But yeah, Chris Brown is another player who's been playing really well for uh, for West Brom lately as well. Do you have any thoughts on playing Matt Phillips or Nasir Chadley? Yeah, I actually went Matt Phillips in daily. There we go. Um, he's uh, He had that stretch in kind of uh, from... October to the beginning of December where he was, you know, he had a couple, he had assists in three straight games, uh, three goals in four games. Uh, so he was definitely putting up some numbers there. Uh, he's kind of struggled the last two weeks, especially against United last week where they got shut out, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, he'll kind of do a little bit of everything crosses. And then if he can provide an assist or, um, a goal against Arsenal, um, that would obviously be great for daily, but yeah, that's one player I'm looking at for West Brom. Okay. Okay. Is he, Still more expensive than Brunt. Can't say um, I looked at either of them. Let's see here. You got he Brunt might... at forty eight hundred, so he's got to be. Wow. Yeah, he just, he's he's sixty seven hundred. Uh, Phillips is so Brunt is definitely the cheaper option. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting so, price actually. Although Arsenal, they're gonna. I'm gonna say they're gonna roll them, but who knows if they are? Um, I could see a couple like maybe you know Arsenal gets up two three nil and then. West Brom just tags in a quick goal at the end there. Mm. Consolation goal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Next up is Leicester hosting Everton. Um, Leicester are missing a few key pieces. They do not have Robert Huth. They do not have Christian Fuchs. And they don't have Jamie Vardy, all due to yellow card accumulation. So we're going to see some cheaper players come in. Uh, I would guess that Shinji Okazaki comes in for Vardy and then... What happens in the back is anybody's guess. Um, we have uh, Wesluski coming in for Huth, which has happened before. And then left back, um, you know, the options are basically um, Alex Spalding wrote up Ben Chilwell, who I think played in a Champions League match, that one that didn't matter for them and was decent. I think Jeff Schlupp might get the call. Uh, Schlupp's kind of played everywhere 
uh, for them. But uh, do you trust any of the Leicester guys? Uh, I don't. I don't have them in any of my lineups. Um, definitely some good. Uh, it could help your budget if you're able to find one of those outside back options for Leicester. Uh, like you mentioned, Chilwell could get the start there at left back. Uh, Luis Hernandez is another guy. Oh yeah, um, yeah, of course. Who could also feature for Leicester this weekend? But yeah, I looked at uh, Schmeichel mm-hmm. as my goalkeeper um, against Everton. I just haven't really seen anything out of Everton recently. That sh- you know, I think Schmeichel can come back and make a couple saves. So I put him in at uh, at goalkeeper. Mm, but uh, yeah, there's definitely some good options maybe at outside back that you could take uh, for defenders for Leicester with uh, Fuchs being out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only problem with if Jeff Schlupp gets a start is that he's a midfielder, so you're basically using a, a midfield spot on a defender, but. Uh, for Everton, it looks very likely that Joel Robles is going to get the start uh, in, in place of Martin Stecklenberg. So that's a little uh, salary savings on FanDuel, not as much on DraftKings since they kind of um, pair the, the starter and, and yeah. back up together. But uh, everyone else is, is there. But I kind of agree with you that they're just Everton have just done so little recently. For some reason, Kevin Morales is getting passed over by Aaron Lennon, of all people. Um, yeah. I'm not sure that's, why that's. That's remarkable to me. I can't believe that. Yeah, <laughs> taking Aaron Lennon <laughs> over Morales, but. Um, yeah, I mean Ross Barkley's been kind of up and down. It sound, seems like he's he got his like one game benching and and now he's back. But um, the link up play between Enter Valencia and Romelu Lukaku is kind of non-existent as well. So, um, yeah, I, I I like the Schmeichel call because yeah, there's. Everton just haven't really done enough recently for me to to think that they'll break out. Although I wasn't really looking at anyone other than Lukaku and you know maybe maybe Leighton Baines. Yeah, or I mean Ghana for if you're looking for defensive stats on yeah a FanDuel thing, he's been pretty solid for them all season. Um, <laughs> I thought it was remarkable how long um, Stecklenberg took to come off the pitch on Monday mm-hmm. against Liverpool uh, when he it looked like a kind of a thigh injury. I mean, they had eight minutes of stoppage time, and about seven of those were because Secklenberg couldn't decide if he wanted to come off the pitch. <laughs> and then, the, and then for them to score in the, or for Liverpool to score in the ninety, like fourth or fifth minute there, yeah, was kind of ironic. I'm sure that was just crushing to you until they oh, actually yeah. did. I was pretty broken up about the whole uh, whole situation. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a weird one for sure. Um, all right, let's move on. We've got. Um, Manchester United hosting Sunderland, which I assume will mean everybody's going to love Zlatan Ibrahimovic, rightfully so. Um, Antonio Valencia, I think, is another one to to look at. But then after that, I guess Wayne Rooney will get some looks if he starts just because he takes corners for them and they will likely win plenty of them. Um, But do you have any thought that, like, Jesse Lingard is a legitimate option? Uh, I don't. (laughs) To yeah. be completely honest, uh, I don't have Lingard in any lineups. Uh, looks like Luke Shaw is going to miss out again, too. Mm. Um, he's pretty much their only injury concern. Um, so Mateo Darmian is an option at outside back. If I think he comes a little bit cheaper than uh, Valencia does. Mm-hmm. But that, that was one option I looked at. And then uh, I also noticed it was – we were talking about it last weekend, but uh, uh, there was – I forget – Forgetting the player at this point, but Marcus he slapped Marcus Rojo and got away with uh, no disciplinary action, um, so that's good oh, that's too. That's right. That's right. Okay. It I'll was do... um. Who did they even play last weekend? 
the rack my brain here and remember who it was, but uh, I thought that was remarkable. They played uh, West Brom. Uh, now I can't think of who would have slapped him. I'm gonna have to look this up just quickly. <laughs> but you're right; they def- they certainly got away with it. Um, or was it the oh, Rojo? It was Rondon who. Oh, it was that. Rondon. That's right. Yep. Because <clears throat> he he slapped Rojo and just everything was cool. I remember. Yeah, and Phil Jones like jumped in the middle yelling at the ref to do something i remember I, I missed the slap at first and so um i saw jones kind of like explode and i'm like i wonder what happened i'm like this is just like classic like overreacting and then uh they showed it again it was like oh he definitely like slapped him this wasn't like a little like rubbing his face like <laughs> he definitely yeah. slapped him right across the face but a full a full open-handed mm-hmm. slap mm-hmm. but somehow i think because rondon got a yellow um then they couldn't retroactively give him any more but uh is it safe to assume that you didn't pick many Sunderland guys uh yeah I, I don't <laughs> have any Sunderland guys uh this week uh, I actually um in the previous weeks you know I've been riding Defoe a little bit but uh yeah there isn't anybody in their midfielder that I'm in midfield that I'm particularly looking at but it yeah. sounds like Jan Kirkhoff is going to be out for three months oh. um he just underwent surgery on his knee so that's not that you know, many people were looking at him as an option, but something to note with uh, as far as playing time goes. Yeah, but yeah. Defoe, obviously, the biggest option, and Brini's now getting a couple, uh, a set of games as he's mm-hmm. um, has, kind of has a full slate of health now. Yeah, as much as I love Patrick Van Aanholt, usually I think I'm going to pass on him this week against against United Old Trafford. Just there's too much. Do you thought think about Pogba at all? Uh, if I have the budget in daily, um, I don't have them in any, any Taga leagues, then definitely. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I could see United going up, you know, winning this game by a couple goals. I think Sunderland are way overmatched, especially, um, with kind of, with Manchester David Moyes' return to Old Trafford, though. Revenge game <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I, I don't see the Moyes getting the, uh, the revenge game that he'll be looking for. <laughs> Probably not. Um, let's see, two, three. Does it surprise you that Paul Pogba is tied for sixth in shots this year? Uh, I guess a little bit, yeah. Um, just kind of with the uh, the start that he had to the season, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people trying to you know talk about the justification of his price. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, he didn't. He's started slow, but he's definitely um, got up to speed recently. And um, so, yeah, I, I am a little bit surprised that he's sixth. He has played one fewer game, but has as many shots as Diego Costa. Wow. But has 10 fewer goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's weird to me because Pogba, at least in DraftKings, is pretty goal-dependent, but uh, he's fantastic in in Taga. But it's weird to for me to take that many shots and not score enough. I mean, he's basically Philippe Coutinho, although Coutinho has two more goals and three fewer games. So um, he, Coutinho also has taken the same number of shots as as Costa and Pogba, which just goes to show how many he was taking anyway, since he hasn't played in a few games. For those wondering, Sergio Aguero is third in the Premier League in shots behind two guys who played four more games than him. Who's one and two then? Uh, Zlatan and Christian Eriksen. Zlatan is at 74, Eriksen at 67, Aguero at 61, and then Sigurdsson, Firmino, Costa, Pogba, Coutinho. A lot of shots. Yeah, plenty of shots. Um, okay, next game is Swansea against West Ham. 
must-win game for Swansea as if any of them are not. Um, if you could only pick one, would you prefer Gilfie Sigurdsson or Dimitri Payet? Uh, I got to go with Payet there mm-hmm. over, over uh, Sigurdsson just because Payet, I mean, it might just be an entertain, entertainment value for me. <laughs> Uh, and not necessarily as fantasy based. I just love watching Pyatt on the ball. He's dangerous every time he touches the ball. Um, that's not to say Sigurdsson isn't, but I think West Ham have a much better shot at winning this game and scoring goals than mm-hmm. Swansea does. Um, obviously a big, big factor in fantasy soccer um, as well. But yeah, I, I like Pyatt more than Sigurdsson. Um, I'm still waiting on the the Pyatt Andy Carroll hookup here. Yeah, are we I, all? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've I've ran that stack a couple times and daily and has, haven't got anything out of Carroll yet. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that kind of link up and maybe this is the match. It seems doable. I mean, it's um, they're basically playing the worst defensive side in the Premier League. Um, <clears throat> on the flip side, is does anybody from Swansea other than Sigurdsson kind of pique your interest at all? Um, Urente had a couple – he had a – I think he had a couple goals uh, – mm-hmm couple games ago but yeah, yeah he's one player to maybe look at against West Ham West Ham hasn't haven't necessarily been airtight in defense so that is a, uh, a possibility if you I think he's probably a little bit cheaper than Sigurdsson in uh in daily but yeah that, that would be an option there that I would take a peek at I was about the yeah. nicest way you could have said how horrible West Ham are <laughs> defensively <laughs> yeah so um yeah I, I watched that Swansea Middlesbrough match last mm-hmm. weekend and it was just I, I was expecting, you know, somewhat of a lively match, and to watch Middlesbrough just run away with it was mm-hmm. was really kind of hit home how bad Swansea are. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, kind of a bad. I was looking forward to, you know, as a a fan of the uh, United States national team, I was looking forward to Bob Bradley doing something with Swansea, but uh, kind of a combination of him and the whole club, the situation going on at the club, they just don't have the players to really compete. I think at this point. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. It's weird how. I mean, he's just so much better, Sigurdsson, than everybody else on the team. Yeah. And it kind of gives me a, a little bit of the same feeling with, uh, like, Robert Snodgrass at Hull, except Sigurdsson is significantly better. But they're both just on the bottom. They have one guy, and everybody else are just kind of interchangeable parts that if you literally replaced all of them tomorrow, nobody would really notice that much of a difference, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. That's a, a bit like uh, Payet as well with West Ham. A little bit, I think. He is a little bit better. Yeah, I think Antonio probably gives him a little bit, and obviously, as soon as Andy Carroll scores, we'll remember how good he can be. I, I guess, but um, I mean, I don't think anybody's like cha- trading uh, Antonio for Mo Barrow or <laughs> Will no, Routledge. Um, final game of Monday is Manchester City traveling t- to Hull. Uh, speaking of Robert Snodgrass. Uh, Sergio Aguero still suspended. Fernandinho still suspended. Um, probably shouldn't matter anyway. <laughs> um, the biggest question is going to be how uh, Man City lines up, which is kind of the question every time they play because Pep seems to come up with a new formation each week. Leroy Sané looked pretty good, though, um, leading the attack last weekend. Do you think he starts again? Uh, yeah, I could definitely see him getting in the starting 11 again, especially, uh, I believe, was it the first goal or the second goal that he had? <laughs> I I did the same thing on, on our previous podcast, never looked it up, but I, I don't remember. I know he scored one of them, though. Yeah, I just know he was, it was a just a horror match for me. Horror second yeah, half, yeah. at least. 
I think you probably had to take some time to yeah. kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of what, what match uh, did they play last weekend? <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, no, Sané is definitely, I expect him to get in the starting 11, but with Pep, you know, you, you kind of never know really. But. Yeah. Everybody jumped on Kelechi and Nacho when Aguero was suspended and he, um, we'll just say that was a miss. Um, but Nolito <laughs> hasn't stepped up either. So it's not like, like I thought it was going to be Nolito and I was wrong about that. But yeah, the, um, I feel like if there's a time to just roll back the same group, this is it just cause, um, you know, playing at Hull is kind of one of the easier situations. Um, it sounds like Pablo Zabaleta's injury is not nearly as serious as they thought, which gives him a little more depth. Although, um, I think, uh, Bakary Sanya is probably just fine if they play four at the back, who knows, who knows what they'll do there, but, yeah. um, Pretty interchangeable with Sanya and Zabaleta yeah. at outside back there. But. Yeah, they played Zabaleta defensive mid too. Um, they had Fernando there last week, but um, not sure how great he really is. And they played Colorado there even. So yeah, yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's been pretty remarkable the ascent that uh, Yaya Torre has taken um, from the beginning of the season, and now he's like just he might be one of the first. I mean, b- besides De Bruyne. Um, and with their with their midfield injuries, he might be one of the first guys on the the team sheet this week. <laughs> it's, crazy it's crazy to say that. Yeah. Um, I'll still think David Silva gets on there before him. Yeah, but yeah. If, Very mean, much. Silva's played better than than I give him credit for recently, goal and assist, but he still doesn't do enough for me to to think he could really break out. Um, but yeah, obviously De Bruyne's the top option. Um, I think there will be plenty of people who go for guys like um, Harry Maguire and Michael Dawson and Davies and Marshall on FanDuel because theoretically they should be getting peppered with shots, so it gives them more clearance and save opportunities. But um, I've danced that dance with David Marshall, and it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not, especially against City. Yeah, yeah, that one could get ugly. The, the toughest part <clears throat> about this one is that for people on FanDuel – at least for the Man City match, it's the late game. And so if there is any kind of rotation, um, you know, if you pay up for De Bruyne and he sits, I doubt he does, but who knows, you know, it's, that's a giant, giant zero on a, on a roster, especially with how much you're going to have to pay. Thankfully on, on DraftKings, you get to, um, you get to do a late swap, but um, I would guess Raheem Sterling starts as well. Yeah, definitely. Silva Sterling, De Bruyne, my before yeah yeah Torre. right <laughs> definitely but uh yeah sane it would be a good a, definitely a good option to look at yeah it might be a ch- bit cheaper than the three i just mentioned yeah he's definitely cheaper on on DraftKings. the weird thing is he's a forward on FanDuel, so you're basically making the decision to play sane instead of guys like zlatan or alexis sanchez and um he comes yeah. at 5900 on on, Dra- on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. leroy yeah. sane does so, sane yeah so he's kind of he's kind of in that uh, Alex Awobi right. stage of like kind of budgetary wise, um, an option, but it depend you know it's very goal dependent, right. or dependent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird to have a guy like that plays his game that's so goal dependent. You kind of expect him to do more, maybe because I because he's just not humongous that I think that. But it seems like everybody else who's really goal dependent is just a gigantic center forward like Rondon who or Carroll. Yeah. Zon. <laughs> exactly. 
I'll happily take a goalless game from Zlatan though with five shots on goal and stuff like that. But um, that's the full Boxing Day slate. We have two other games next week. There's Tuesday and Wednesday. The Tuesday, I assume that they're going to do. Um, I probably shouldn't assume that, but um, do they have like a two day two game slate available? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me take a it look sounds here. Sounds pretty awful. There's no they, way. There's no way FanDuel does. Yeah, it doesn't look like they have one up. Yeah, there's nothing on <clears> DraftKings. But we'll talk about it they, anyway because anybody who's playing the Perfect Eleven or any Taga League or frankly FPL, they'll need it too. So we've got Liverpool against Stoke. Um, Liverpool. Do you do you think Sturge has fought his way back into a start? Uh, yeah. I kind of thought about that myself today. Um, I think Origi stays in the starting eleven, and that's as a fan, that's what I would go with. Um, we, I remember it was, it's probably like a month ago against Manchester United when they went, they started Sturridge, and which is dismal for the first half. So I, I kind of like Origi. He's been playing great. He's been getting goals. So I don't know why you would mess with the lineup there. Um, obviously with uh, Mane and Firmino, Henderson, Wijnaldum, and then Lalana supporting. But yeah, the big question mark is Sturridge or Origi. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would personally go with Origi. Would you think about both? And that obviously means you're benching probably Lalana because yeah. you need Wijnaldum and Henderson behind them. Yeah, I would. That would kind of make them Liverpool come out in like more of like a, a four-four-two mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. formation, and then Sturridge and Origi up top. That is something that I am interested in seeing, definitely, just because of their ability to finish, and then Lalana Henderson working behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, or I mean. Did, we would Wijnaldum, see who yeah. have to yeah when I why knew why Naldum, uh supporting there in the center mid but yeah that would be uh, definitely an interesting formation to see and I, I would like to see the the two forwards we have haven't seen that all year from Liverpool yeah, yeah Emery Chan is back too so I don't know if maybe that puts some pressure on Wijnaldum, but I don't know but yeah the four four two worked pretty well when it was Daniel Sturridge and Luis Suarez so yeah I'm not saying Origi is Luis Suarez but. Who knows? He's only what twenty, right? Twenty-one. He's a, a young Belgian. That's that's all mm. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the Stoke side, uh, you know, it's Stoke. So we've got, um, I guess, Arnautovic is. Um, he's he's back. Suspended, or I, is he? Yeah, he's coming back. He he served it last weekend, I believe. I think it's a three-match ban. Um, second of it yeah oh yeah maybe yeah okay um so then yeah so he's out so we'll probably see Boyan um and Shakiri has been kind of the bane of my existence since whenever he plays but theoretically he plays um we got Joe Allen maybe big Jonathan Walters Jonathan Walters yeah maybe (laughs) Mommy Doof I mean um you, you you can't think that they have the ball enough against Liverpool to to make much happen. I mean, Joe Allen, I don't want to necessarily call it a revenge game, but it's basically a Joe Allen revenge game. What do you think yeah. about the the? Uh... Um, I've, I mean, I'm a pretty long time Joe Allen supporter, so I, I'd like to see him get a goal. Obviously, not in a win, but uh, <laughs> the Liverpool defense has actually been the last two matches they've kept shutouts. Uh, but you know. Obviously, we've seen them, you know, leak plenty of goals that have been just like, "What the heck just happened?" 
<laughs> in yeah. defense. And so there's an option for that there as well. But, yeah, they've been playing well. It sounds like Joel Matip will uh, return in defense. Oh, there uh, you go. So yeah, that's he's been kind of uh, uh, unheralded this season for Liverpool. He's been a really good signing. He was free. So, yeah, I, there's no – Allen would be my one look for Stoke, maybe Shakiri. Um, just because I believe he's still taking set pieces for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, actually, are... I think Boyan takes. Well, oh. I guess maybe I don't know if they've done them together. Now that I've said that, so. Um, but I know Boyan pokes a few. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did he play last weekend, Shakiri? Uh, I don't believe so. Yeah. Uh, let me double check here. Because. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, he played last played against Stoke. Yeah. Uh, that, was... that midweek match. Right. Yeah, so he... Oh, yeah, so he's just flat out on the bench. Yeah, I wonder if Boyan... Ugh, gross. <laughs> I don't know why I'm even thinking about it. I'm not going to play anybody at Liverpool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so I guess Matip coming back means uh, Clavin goes to the bench, right? Correct. I would okay. say so, yes. Yeah, and then Milner and Klein still outside. Um, and then Wednesday, we have Southampton hosting Spurs, which should be a pretty good game. That being said, um, we kind of have no idea how Southampton um, are going to play. They, it seems like they have like a different 11 each week, and it doesn't always have Dusan Tadic, which is a little crazy to me. But yeah, um, yeah we Especially see with Charlie Austin out like for long term. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got. I mean, I don't even you can know. See Jay Rodriguez, I expect to feature again after he had two goals last weekend. That's right. So yeah, he was. I mean, he's had a lot of injury issues over the the past like twelve months, I believe. And yep. for him to hit two, he had two really wonderful goals. I yep. thought. So, um, I expect him to get in, in the starting eleven again. And uh, yeah, I don't. You know, if I was, which I'm not, if I was a Southampton manager, Dusan Tadic would be one of them the main players I'm getting in. This it has right to be, yeah. But otherwise you're looking at guys like James Ward-Prowse or Nathan Redmond. Jordan Classy, yeah. 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 No thank yeah. you. I think Redmond has the most minutes for Southampton this year, That's besides crazy. their goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, decent summer signing, and he's been playing a ton of minutes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, he's third in minutes for the team behind uh, uh, Forster and Van Dyke. Wow. Van Dyke, who might not be there after January. Jose yeah. Font either, who knows. Um, on the Spurs side, I'm I feel like anyone you play has is like an okay play. <laughs> like yeah. I guess really the only ones on DraftKings you're not gonna play are like Eric Dyer or Dembele Wanyama, but like I'm sure people would be perfectly fine with Gold Dependent Kane, Christian Erickson, Deli Alley, and then the fullbacks that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, the fullbacks, both good options. Obviously going to be kind of expensive and daily. But, uh, yeah, those are two good options. And then Kane. Erickson has been on fire. Uh, I wrote about him in my uh, my day, uh, my Sunday-Monday cheat sheet last mm-hmm. week. And he's been just, a, you know, crap, putting in goals and assists at a pretty rampant pace. Um, and definitely he's puts in a ton of crosses. So, a player to I don't think I'm not sure if there's gonna be a daily slate, but definitely a player to look at. Yeah, I mean he's the perfect combination for DraftKings of somebody who takes a lot of shots and sends in a lot of crosses. Yeah, I'm curious to see if uh, Harry Winks gets in mm-hmm. the line 
lineup again too. I know he started last week, and I believe he's got to be like 18 or so. Yeah, he's really young. Always yeah. interesting to see young players get in the starting lineup. Kind of mm. like to see that. Yeah, he's a good one for sure. Um, so speaking of that, let's you, um, Mike and I usually do a head to head, but we're going to do it this week. So, um, what does your uh, what's your team look like? You've kind of mentioned a few already. Who do you have uh, as goalkeepers and defenders? So my goalkeeper I mentioned is Casper uh, Schmeichel. Uh, he's is this going to be his second or third game? Returning um, broken hand. I think it's, it might be a second, but. It might be. Uh, it's enough. A, <laughs> One's <okay>. enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, he, yeah, this will be his second game returning from the, the broken hand that he had. But like I said, the Everton um, attack doesn't really scare me. Um, obviously, I'd like to see Schmeichel get a couple saves, but I think he has a good chance at a, at a clean sheet here. Um, and then I went Holobus and Oh, excuse I, uh Yeah, I, so I, I looked at... <laughs> <laughs> you can't get yourself it. away from that Watford stack. I didn't save this lineup, apparently, but uh, uh, I had Holobus and Jan Mata, so I'm going to go with one of the two there. And then I went... Uh, because I took Holobas out initially, I went with Bellerin as my other defender mm-hmm. uh, on DraftKings. So just like what uh, the possibility of a couple goals against um, West Brown. So okay, yeah. What about you? Um, my whole lineup is one that I never do. Um, it's basically like a stars and scrubs, which um, I've tried so many times and it never works, and yet I keep trying to go back to it. So I'm going to try it again this week. Um, mostly because there were four guys that I wanted to get and they were the only reason, the only way I could do it was filling it with junk. So, uh, I paid 3,700 for Ben Foster, who is at Arsenal, uh, basically just hoping that he doesn't give up too many goals. It doesn't seem like, I mean, West Brom don't, don't usually give up a lot of goals. So, um, I think he'd only given up one or fewer in five straight before, um, letting up two to, to United last weekend. Um, I paid 2,800, which you that should be enough to know that this is like a total punt, but on yeah. Pappy Gilaboji, who is going to be, he's a starting, I'm playing a starting center back at Manchester United, which um, is a little crazy, but he has taken a few shots recently. He gets a decent number of interceptions. Um, like he had seven and six points against Swansea and Chelsea and then seven last weekend against Watford, although three came from a clean sheet, but like that's a decent return for 2,800. Obviously I'm not expecting a clean sheet from, Sunderland at Manchester United, but uh, I literally couldn't spend. I guess I have three hundred bucks left, but the difference between a twenty eight hundred dollar defender and thirty one hundred is is minimal. I guess I'm basically just hoping for some twelve year old fullback to to start <laughs> and and hope that I can do it. Um, Harry Maguire is actually <clears throat> also a possibility. Who's been taking a ton of shots recently? Um, he's at thirty one hundred, but. I mean, I'm either, I'm basically choosing between a defender playing at Manchester United or home against Manchester City. So I'm not sure either of those are really the uh, the best plays. Like, but sounds like you're pretty attack loaded here. <laughs> yeah. Really. Well, unfortunately, it's still not even that crazy because, um, or my other defender is Marcos Alonso. So, oh, gotcha. um, now you're right. First the bad, now then the good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alonso, I, I like we talked about Alonzo a few times on the podcast. I talk about him on Twitter all the time. Like he's the best uh, defensive option. Um, you could put him up there with James Milner. I think he may even be better than Milner just because he can, he gets a ton of tackles. 
Um, yeah, but, he can actually defend. <laughs> right, he actually defends. Um, so I have Alonzo um, as my other defender. Oh, so the 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 reason that it like solidified it for me was uh, one of the pages that we're developing is basically a, a DVP defense versus position. Um, so it shows, you know, you can see how many specifically the one I was looking at were crosses allowed to left backs. And I know that he doesn't play like a traditional left back, but he's kind of the left sided, uh, defender and, um, Burnmouth have allowed the second most crosses to left backs this season in the entire premier league. And I was like, well, Alonzo doesn't really play left back, but he's essentially a defender and he crosses. So like if, if, being able to cross on Burnmouth from the left side is something that teams have been able to do. I, I, that locked him into my lineup. Yeah. Um, unfortunately I have other guys that, I, that I had already locked in that that's why I end up with guys like Harry Maguire or <laughs> who else, yeah. whoever I had. Um, so I'm just going to finish off because I have five midfielders, two of which are, are defenders, which again, proves how high I spent on some some guys. <laughs> so I spent 4100 on Jeff Schlupp, uh, hoping that he starts at left back for, for Leicester. Um, there's a bunch of holding midfield players that I will have to slot in if he doesn't start. Um, and my utility spot is 4100 on uh, Cheku Kuyate, who plays center back. Like this, that's actually yeah. even worse. Um, because he plays center back. The only reason why I thought about, or not thought about, the only reason I put Kuyate in is I went overboard on the DVP stats and that Swansea have allowed the second most shots to center backs this year. And he's like a big, like a, he's a big body, or not a big body, but he's tall. And he scored like his fair number of headed goals. I mean, he, he was Mike, uh, Michael Antonio before Michael Antonio. And so my hope is that Dimitri Payet can, you know, get a free kick on the wing and sends it into Kuyate because I also have Dimitri Payet. So like the guys I, I locked in were Payet, Kevin De Bruyne, Gilfie Sigurdsson, and Marcos Alonso. Like those are the, those are the four guys I wanted. And yeah. then I had to find the junk to put with them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the junk is justified by, you know, Alonso and the other players that you mentioned there. Yeah, it's just no. I have no goal scores, like true goal scores, and that's that's usually how you lose. <laughs> You're looking for that, like that random Gareth McCauley goal kind of oh, for Kiate. Right, exactly, exactly. Which from is a, from a really and he goes up highest and gets it. But... Yeah, which is an intre- incredibly dumb way to play, but <laughs> but here I, I am. Heard... Yeah, um, was that that was your whole line? That was my whole yeah. Okay, um, in midfield I went with. Uh, Alex Awobi, I'd try to take advantage of Oxley Chamberlain being out, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of banking on somebody other than Alexis Sanchez yep. uh, scoring a goal for Arsenal, which could be incredibly stupid. <laughs> but, uh, I liked uh, Awobi was a little bit cheaper than your Walcotts, Ozil's, and Sanchez, yep. and I like the their possibility of scoring a couple goals against West Brom. Um, and then in that same match, I went with Matt Phillips. I mentioned or mentioned him earlier. Uh, he's been pretty pretty solid over the last couple weeks. Um, kind of like I mentioned, he had that uh, he had three goals in three games, you know, um, from early November to early December, as well as a couple assists, and he gave me enough 
uh, he wasn't super expensive where I didn't have any other options up top. Um, so, and then I spent up for Michael Antonio, mm-hmm. um, for West Ham and then Zlatan. I just couldn't stay away. Mm-hmm. He was, my, he was, I usually do goalkeepers and then I kind of look around at the other positions, um, in DraftKings and I, it was just a no brainer for me to go with Zlatan. He's been in great form and I like his odds against, uh, Sunderland too, who aren't exactly airtight in defense. <laughs> And then I finished it with Charlie Daniels. I didn't have much uh, much uh, left in my budget. So, yeah, Charlie Daniels is my option as of now. Could be switched out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just liked him against uh, Chelsea, although I don't – like I said, I'm kind of talking myself out of it right now. Yeah. Just, um, so I think I might have to go with a different option. Charlie Daniels for now, though, just we'll see what happens there. I just don't expect Chelsea to let up a couple goals. But He's in your like utility? Yeah, he was in my utility spot. Uh, like I mentioned, I, right before the pot, I switched out whole boss for Bellerin. So now I might need to do a little bit of reconstruction. But <laughs> I would probably yeah, Zlatan and Zlatan and Michael Antonio are my two my two kind of studs. Mm-hmm. That I'm looking to uh, to get to, to kind of cash in with the, their fantasy points. Yeah, if looking at the exact same price, I'd probably go Chris Brunt over Daniels, um, just because Brunt's on set pieces for West Brom. Although I yeah. guess you have Phillips already. Hmm. Lots of question marks from yeah. my line <laughs> Well, again, like the the congested schedule just like screams for rotation. And so um, this is something that Jordan Cooper has been saying on Twitter for the last three days because he has too much time on his hands. But like the the hour between when lineups are announced and when the games start are like is it's the most important hour of the entire week. Now, all of your research can go out the window because the three guys that you really like aren't starting or one guy you didn't consider because you thought he was out and all of a sudden he's back and you can take him and now you have to adjust like that. The final hour is really, really important. Um, speaking of Jordan, we're going to I've tricked him or not tricked him. He's been gracious enough to start up a new kind of feature that for Rotowire where people can uh, submit questions and, and he will answer them. Jordan is really. Uh, one of the one of the brighter minds in DFS soccer, and um, he hates talking about player picks, and uh, he has very good reasons for it. Mostly that uh, he is all about developing a a good process in terms of really the types of players you should be going after, and that if you had developed the right process in terms of player selection, then the players kind of just they're selected for you because you know it's who's the who's the heaviest favorite who takes set pieces for him who you know and and there are certain steps that you can go through where uh, you're not just kind of aimlessly picking and choosing so if anybody has uh, a question that they'd like uh, Jordan to answer um, feel free to uh, hit me up on Twitter at Rotowire Andrew you can get uh, Jordan directly he's at Blender HD or anybody can email me I've already gotten a few um, I'm just Andrew at rotowire.com. So, uh, certainly, uh, take advantage of that because, um, Jordan has a lot of good things to say and, um, the ones that he'll say without cursing will come on our podcast and, um, and our site. So Chris, thank you for stepping in for Mike this week and, um, have a great Christmas and, uh, I will talk to you on Boxing Day. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. Happy holidays.
Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.